Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So guys, thank you so much for all of the messages. Thank you so much for all of the shares up on social media during this weird time uh, that is COVID. Um, I know listenership has gone through the through the roof, and I cannot thank you so much. Thank you enough for for doing that. I've been really lucky who I've had on. I've been really lucky to I think get one of my clients on to talk about her journey as well in the last kind of couple of weeks. Um, so this week is a guest that has been mentioned to me a few times uh, on DMs and from friends and colleagues and stuff like that to kind of get on. So this week's guest is Katie Smith. So uh, Katie is a former bikini competitor uh, and former national champion. She has had a kind of enthusiasm for fitness from boxing, gymnastics, ballet, everything, and now is working in the fitness industry. So Katie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Hi, how are you? And thanks for inviting me. Like I said, it's totally out of my comfort zone, but um, I'm willing to give anything a go. So, <laughs> but Katie and I, for anyone that like Katie and I have been talking for like the last hour, and we we're like, we actually probably better press record. So it's been a nice little chat beforehand. So hopefully, we can kind of get some of those little chats in our insights into into the podcast. Um, so Katie, for anyone that isn't aware of your story or anyone who isn't aware of you in general. Um, can you tell us your background, your fitness, your life, and anything like that, and t- give us a little bit of a background? Um, okay, so I suppose anyone who would know me from the likes of Instagram knows me from having been competing in bodybuilding. And I kind of got into bodybuilding because Look, like I said, I was always into sports when I was younger. Our parents brought us to everything. So whether that was ballet or gymnastics and tried my hand at the GAA and the soccer, it didn't work out so well for me. Um, but then kind of, I went away actually, you know, then when I was in college, did a J1 like a lot of people do. And when I came back, I wasn't particularly happy <laughs> with what I was looking at. So I was like right onto the treadmill um, started bursting the cardio out of it and got very very skinny but it wasn't really how I wanted to look um Instagram had only kind of started at that stage but you're seeing people on there you know with their nice quads and their nice glutes and um I started weight training like looking at looking up kind of videos on YouTube like basically how to do a squat and then going into the um gym the next day and I I remember going into the squat rack and being like what am I doing here but kind of just starting doing a bit of weight training and then I ended up going to a bodybuilding show and was just I was taken by it I was like Jesus these girls are unbelievable looking I want to do this and like I said to you, it wasn't until two years, I think, later, um, I started properly weight training and properly eating to support um, muscle gain. Um, and, yeah, kind of fell into the bodybuilding. Didn't know if I'd be any good at it. Um, ended up winning the two class titles and two overall titles. And, like, fortunately got to compete internationally in it, which was amazing. Um went away from it then I guess started focusing more on my career um you know I'd done my degree and I'd got into a job that I wanted to be in and I wanted to progress in that job and kind of do something else um so kind of changed and focused on that and then 
now I've just been training to kind of keep myself happy physically and, and mentally and um yeah I'm just I, I just basically I'm at a point now where I just want to feel good and feel healthy and I still love bodybuilding I just I think I've kind of I feel a bit being there done that with the whole thing yeah we were kind of we were talking about kind of that kind of chapter has has closed for you um did you find it tough for you to close that chapter off or did you find that it was a much of a mindset shift for you to kind of move away from that chapter? No, and I, I, it was difficult because you nearly make this your identity. So, you know, it's like I do bodybuilding and that's it. And you kind of keep going back to it nearly. And God, I could tell you how many times me and a couple other girls, like friends of mine from bodybuilding have said, we'll compete this year. Definitely go back this year. And... It is hard to get away from that and it's hard to get away. What I found difficult actually was hard to get away from looking at food as numbers and calories and kind of that's not what I wanted for myself. Like, I, you know, I, I want to like, look, I'm such a foodie. I enjoy food. I'm not a great, I'm not a fantastic cook or baker, but I enjoy food in general. Like I like going out for meals and stuff and I didn't want to be in that headspace of no, I can't go out because you know, then I'll gain this weight or I won't look this way or that way. And it is kind of a, a, a shift as well from, you know, I'm eating five, six times a day for bodybuilding to going to a normal eating pattern, if you want to put it that way. Because look, I don't, you know, I, I don't eat five or six times a day now. It doesn't suit my current lifestyle. So yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult to kind of shift away from it. And it's difficult to get away from what people expect you to be versus what, what you are, I suppose. Yeah, I think with social media, that can definitely be heightened. And we were kind of talking off air about kind of social media, the social media audits and all that kind of stuff. Do you find that there is an undue pressure on people to look a certain way? Have you ever felt that pressure or do you still feel that pressure to kind of look a particular way because you because you have competed? Yeah, def- no, I definitely do feel that. Look, I felt the pressure when I was competing because when you do well at something people automatically kind of tune in and it's like well can you do it again you know and they're waiting to see can you win the next one and win the next one and you know how are you going to look the next time so there's definitely a pressure there and I feel like that pressure sometimes is still there because people expect you to look the way that you you know that you used to look I suppose and I don't I don't even want to look the way that I used to look you know I don't want the when I was in my competing body, I was happy in my competing body. I was training and eating to support that body. I don't train like that anymore, and I don't eat that way anymore, so I can't expect to look that way anymore. Nor do I want to look that way anymore. But I think people look at you and they expect you to, you know, like I said, you, when you're competing, you're walking around with these, like, massive quads, these massive glutes, massive delts, and I don't want to look like that anymore. You know, I'm kind of happier in a smaller size body that's not as lean and um, but the pressure is definitely there like um just I suppose it depends how much you want to feed into it like I, I said I find myself sometimes being like you know I'll look at people on Instagram and be like god they're in great shape or you know they look this way and that way and you kind of want to look that way and that mightn't be achievable for your body type you know there's only so much you can change about how you look um and I guess there comes a point that you just need to be happy 
you know, with where you're at and appreciate that maybe there's people that look at you and want what you have as such. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I know I've been guilty of this as well. So this is, this is only talking from past experience. This isn't just kind of painting uh, or, or kind of tarnishing the industry as a whole. We can put people up on pedestals and say they look like that, so they must be happy. And I know we were talking about this kind of off off microphone uh, for a little while or for a good while beforehand that people can paint people as a as this picture and say, oh, you've got like a six pack where you've got the glutes, or you've got the quads, so they must be happy. And you, I know for for you in particular, you you may have kind of you were talking about this a little bit more off air. So I'll let you talk about this a little bit more because I know it was something that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I think people assume, or, you know, if I were ever to say to someone, Jesus, I'm not feeling great about myself, like, I'd love to, this sounds awful, like, but it's like, I'd love to, you know, lose a kilo or two. And they'd be like, oh, you're in unbelievable shape. Like, you know, why would you even think that? But I suppose it's what, it's what you are happy with yourself. And I would find people assume that you are the most confident person because you've competed. You know, you've got up on a stage in front of, a lot of people in a bikini and you know you put yourself out there and you were good at it so they assume that you're this super confident person and that's not always the case and um frank frankie is here having an absolute meltdown by me so i think people will know potentially anyone that follows me on instagram would know frankie and freddie are but you might be able to hear them (laughs) but um what i was saying there was that I, I myself have been critical of what I look like now because I, I would compare myself to what I looked like when I was competing and that's not something I should be doing and you know I know I would kind of sometimes not all the time get up and be like god you know you're gone very small looking you know I you know I'd like to go back to where I was and you kind of nearly put value on yourself based on what you look like but it's you know you kind of have to think that you have so many other things going on for you you know I chose to come away from bodybuilding I wanted to focus on my career I wanted to travel you know I wanted to get back out there and be social and not say no to things that I was saying no to when I was competing you know I wanted to say yes I do want to go there yes I do want to go out for that dinner I do want to go on that holiday you know I I do want to meet you and go for lunch and go for coffee and not be worried that if I don't make it to the gym that you know my life is over and such so you kind of I feel like it's it's all well and good feeling good about how you look but you need to feel good about you know who you are as a person as well and you know there's a lot more to life I suppose than having a six-pack like essentially it is and like they're not they're all cracked up to be they make look great aesthetically and stuff like that but they're not um they're not they're all cracked up to be I think one of the things we were kind of talking off air as well was about kind of the the scales and stuff like that and I know for for this isn't a derogatory comment at all it is from my experience of working with predominantly females is the scales is a bigger thing for them than males I cannot remember the last time I weighed myself I literally go by my head with my clothes are feeling or how I'm feeling energy wise all that kind of stuff but like you've you've mentioned on one I think one of your posts and like from you from going from as you call a car- cardio bunny 
to kind of going into kind of put, trying to put on muscle and kind of getting a little bit bigger. Was there a huge mindset shift from you for getting away from the scales in order to kind of be able to put on that muscle and then post show or post where you are or where you are now, should I say, about staying away from the scales? Um, it's funny that you say kind of about going from the cardio bunny to like gaining the muscle because I had no issue with that part. That's not where I had the problem because <clears throat> I wanted to compete so badly. And like I said, I wasn't competing to be a number. I was competing to win. That's just the mindset I had. And, you know, that might, it, like it sounds a bit cringy when you say it out loud, but I wanted to win. Like, you know, I, I wasn't competing to just turn up or, you know, sometimes you hear people saying I did it for me. I did it to win. And I had no problem gaining weight in that sense because I knew that my body was changing you know week after week you know my quads were growing my delts were growing so it was nearly this is good like you know I know I'm kind of gaining weight or whatever so I had no issue with it in that sense but where I had issue with it was on the other side so coming away from it so there was a point kind of after competing where grand like you know you're still you know you've still got a lot of muscle on you but you're still training and eating that way and then probably the start of last year I lost a lot a lot of weight and I wasn't training and I wasn't um, eating and I lost a lot of weight and I kind of went back to being quite skinny and there was a point where like I really wasn't happy with how I looked and then I kind of came back normal like to my normal if you get me um so I still had muscle on me but I wasn't like super super lean and then I kind of nearly was like, God, I want to be leaner again. And that's where the issue with weight comes in. Because now you're getting on a scales and say if you were 64 kilo on the scales, I would look totally different now currently at 64 kilo than what I did at 64 kilo when I was competing. And that's where the problem comes in because you start associating certain weights that you've been at with looking a certain way. And that's not always the case. Like I would say, I want to be 62 kilo because... I was happy with how I looked at 62 kilo, but you know, if I went to 62 kilo now, which is two kilo off where I'm currently, like I look totally different to what I looked like at 62 kilo last March, say like. So my issue was not with the kind of gain in the weight, but nearly even, as I said, like I was cleaning my house yesterday, saw the scales at the bottom of this, uh, bottom of my stairs and actually just shoved it under my couch. I was like, I don't even want to look at that. You know, I don't want to get on it nearly. Oh, I still do have a little bit of an attachment to weight and it's not some it's not something that I want to have and it is something that I'm kind of mentally working on if you want to put it that way of getting away from it. Yeah, I think I was I was wondering because you said that's all fair to me about kicking the the scales under the couch. I was wondering whether whether you're going to bring that up. Um but I, the analogy that I use with the girls that I have is like you don't go into a shop looking for a size say 70 kilos or 60 kilos you go into a shop looking for a size 6 8 10 12 14 whatever size you may be trying to get into but it is it is one of those things that because predominantly the, the girls that I would probably be working with or the people that I would probably be working with would probably be more of kind of like wouldn't be the the kind of coming from the bikini competitor background or they'd be more like the weight watcher slimmer world kind of size of people or a type of a type of person but it still doesn't make it any easier when when it is that kind of mindset shift if it, it it's just one of those attachments that's been brought on from like history and stuff like that and i think 
if you if if the if the scales impacts people like what you've done is you've kicked it away and if it is if it is going to bother you or impacting your mental health then just don't step on the scales like there's so many other metrics of how to use it like or how to kind of measure your progress whether it's like when we go back to the gym is your lifts or your clothes or how you're feeling or how you look in photos like the progress photos always baffle clients they're like i don't want to take these at the beginning and then you're like i i know you know i i don't like doing them either i i don't like doing my own progress photos when i've worked with coaches but it's funny when you look at your photo from say week one to say week four or even week eight you're like is that the same person absolutely i think now i look obviously i have been on the scales recently scales wouldn't have been out had i not been on it recently i have been on it recently but there's so many things and you need to logically think about it and be like there's so many things that are affecting this weight you know like have i trained today was i running today did i drink any water today do you know like do i have my period today like so many things that are going to affect that scales and your base and how you feel about yourself for the rest of the day on that that's not where I where I want to be at anyway you know for for my for my life like it's that's not the value that I want to put on myself like yeah I think I think that is like you shouldn't be measuring or letting a piece of plastic or a piece of metal whatever type of fabric or whatever it is letting your like dictate your happiness if you if someone if your friend had said something to you about that you would tell them to cop on so I think and it's so I know myself it's so difficult to get away from because you know there's mornings that I'll get up and I'm like wow I feel great I feel like I look great you know here I'll take like three selfies of how great I feel that morning and then the next morning I could get up and be like god you look awful today and like you know you put on clothes and nothing will just sit right on you and you just feel a bit like oh like frustrated kind of and it's annoying and it's hard to get away from that and then you kind of have these ideals in your head of how you personally want to look like and whether that's coming from you know how you felt previously or it's things that you're seeing on instagram and you have these ideas and you can be very critical of yourself based on these ideas and it, it is hard to get away from and you know anyone who kind of struggles with that kind of thing i absolutely identify with them um but I, I, I don't think that's anything to do with like competing or whatever. I think that's just a, a thing that a lot of people might, you know. Yeah, and it is. I think it, like it's one of those historical things that has been through the the decades, the centuries that that the scales has had an impact on a lot of people. And I and I and, I, and like it definitely isn't just attaching it to the the compete the the bikini competing stuff or competing stuff. It is literally just one of those things that's kind of um, predisposed into nature at this stage but it is kind of one of those things that hopefully um we can kind of get rid of that kind of that stigma that we attach to it if we can it's easier said than done and i think a lot of work needs to be done and a lot of people and a lot of companies potentially this industry definitely needs to be either there has to be some regulation attached to it the way that some products some companies are and some people are advertising their crappy crappy products out there I have one in my head right now, which I am not going to mention because I will get in trouble if I do it again. Um, oh. So I, um, I li- his ads keep coming up in my feed and I just have to delete them every time or block them every time. I just can't watch it anymore. Um, we spoke about kind of social media. Um, social media is one of those things that like it is, it's amazing and it's it's it does get an unfair rep and I've spoken about social media before. Kind of ha- it has dictated my happiness sometimes. But you've mentioned kind of comparing 
what you see on social media and one of the big things that I talk about is comparison is a thief of joy and I think um, so I think like if you can I'm gonna, I'll let you kind of take over on this side of things I know this is one of, the, one of the other things that you want to talk about as well yeah like social media like say take Instagram look I never really used any other kind of platforms like I have a Facebook and all that kind of thing but I they were just kind of personal use you know my Instagram is such I guess that kind of documented my bodybuilding journey if you want to put it that way on it and it is exactly what you said like comparison can really mess with your head because you're looking at pictures of people and you're thinking god I want to look like that or you know I should look this certain way or even when you're competing you're looking at other competitors thinking Jesus are they leaner than me are they in better shape than me and you know even now I would find myself you know kind of looking on Instagram and being like wow this person looks this way and that way and obviously people you know people will say look at my Instagram and say she looks you know like this because people will message me and be like how can I you know look like you in this picture I'm like Jesus I don't even look like me in that picture anymore do you know (laughs) so it's it can be one of those things that if you let it kind of get in on top of you um you can start really I know myself I've done I've compared myself to other people and then you're kind of well I'm not good enough I'm not in good enough shape I'm not pretty enough you know whatever it is that you're kind of focused on at that time and social media is great but in that in in that kind of way you do need to probably censor your social media the odd time or just know when to switch off you know know when it's time to put the phone down or you know if you need to unfollow some people there's no harm in unfollowing some people like if there's accounts that are constantly making you doubt yourself or constantly making you feel like you're not good enough I think it's time to unfollow those accounts like yeah what you just said is kind of absolutely nail on the head like if that thing is like you would say like we're so great at giving out advice to people like you would say this to your friend you would say this to your like your mom or your auntie or whoever but normally we don't take our own advice when it comes to this side of stuff we kind of plod along because i know like more eyes are on social media now more than ever because so many people are either on reduced hours unfortunately or they're a little bit more idle in the evenings or they're literally just scrolling for the sake of it or they're pretending to work and pressing a few buttons on a keyboard while pretending to work at home and they're literally just scrolling for the sake of it and one thing that i've there's a book called digital minimalism by cal newport which is awesome for little tips on how to kind of get rid or try to minimize how to kind of look at social media how to kind of get away from the emails all that kind of stuff which i think is important as well when kind of this all goes away hopefully sooner rather than later that we go on a beck and call of a piece of plastic or a piece of metal when we could easily kind of now we should be focusing more on trying to look after ourselves our own mental health now is the time to probably do that and if you can potentially put that phone down a little bit more and spend a little bit more time with your kids because for so many people they were so they're they were playing the Billy Big Balls contest. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm super stressed. I've got this big, super, super fancy job. I'm so busy, busy, busy. That's how it was like, uh, it was a contest with their mates who was the busiest, who was the most stressed. But now it's kind of like, now is the time. And they were saying, I can't spend any time with my kids. But now it's just time to spend time with the kids. Get off your phone. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's funny with social media. Like, you know, it is 
sometimes a big, you know, competition. Well, you know, I've done this, I've been here, I do this, I do that. And it is a highlight reel, you know, so not everything that you're seeing is someone's whole life. Like I said to you, um, you know, I people obviously have followed me because they were following my bodybuilding journey, but I never uh, did any, like, you know, stories or kind of let people get to know me as a person. So they didn't know anything about you know, where I worked, what I did, you know, anything that I was interested in outside of that, who I was as a person. And, you know, you do make opinions based on what you're seeing on social media. You think a person is, you know, all about one thing and that might be, you know, what they're interested in or who they are as a person. And it is good to just put the phone down and actually focus on the people that are, you know, in front of you you know, rather than staring into other people's lives, you know, focus on the people that are in your life and trying to, you know, work on those relationships and improve those relationships and just not kind of focusing on what other people are doing and just focusing on improving you. And that sounds so cringy and cliche, but it's something that we all need to do. And I definitely need to do at the odd time. I definitely just need to, the odd time, sign out of Instagram and be like, look, you're doing great at what you're doing you know and you don't need to be worrying about what other people are doing or how other people are looking yeah and i think like there's an app called freedom which people can get i think you get it will lock you out of your social media or whatever apps you have on your phone that you can set those to it and what i've been trying to do is kind of block them off for like i, I i'm only allowed or only able to get into social media maybe two hours a day but i'm not i'm finding now that probably after using it for probably about a month that I'm actually probably using social media probably about 40 minutes a day. And I even f- find that that's still too much. I don't feel that that's me be, still being me, being productive. I'm probably spending half an hour of that trying to write out a, a content or trying to write out something and then the rest of it's just scrolling for scrolling's sake. It's still those small little habits that kind of, they, they, they fall back into place. And I think it's something that we all need to work on a little bit because it's literally just escapism. I know we are, like everyone is struggling and we are all gonna have those shitty days and we are having shitty days with what's going on at the minute, but you escaping and comparing your life to someone else's or comparing your body to someone else's and giving yourself body dysmorphia, is that really gonna help the situation any further? No, and like, look, obviously there's, you know, like do the likes of Skype and Zoom and all they count to social media because they think in like a godsend to people oh, yeah. at this kind of thing, yeah. you know, like you're you know you're chatting to people you're chatting to friends you know whatever meeting new people over zoom or whatever it is but and that's absolutely great because it keeps some sort of sense of normality but yeah this thing of you know oh well this person is doing five homework outs a week i should be doing five homework outs a week or this person is you know they're learning a language and i'm sitting at home watching telly like that it's just not where you want to be at and I know myself I've not been doing any home workouts like I've been lifting the gin glass to my face and that's been about the height of it and uh, like I'm perfectly fine with that you know and yeah every day I'm like oh you need to go out for a run and do this that the other and some days I do do that you know and you're you do look on social media and be like oh I should really be doing so much more but it's you know you just need to do what feels right for you I suppose and you know what's going to keep you happy mentally as well as physically like yeah i can only imagine what it'd be like if it started raining in this country because if i didn't have the walks i like I, I, when i spoke to katie earlier i was like i'm gonna try and get out for a walk and then as soon as i said it started pissing rain i was like right jacket on hood up gone i literally needed to get out of the house for like an hour an hour and a half literally that was that's if i didn't have that walk every day i would be i think banging my head against the wall like i just need that release 
fresh air, it's just get the endorphins going and you always know yourself when you go out, you feel so much better. But I'm the worst for it as well. Like, you know, I'll sit on the couch and be like, oh, don't feel like it. You know, can't be arsed. You know, I'd rather sit here and whatever, mill into a bowl of microwave popcorn or whatever it is. Like, you know, but you do feel better when you just get up and go out. And we do kind of need to look after our own heads. And I'm very much a venter. So like if I you know um upset over something or not feeling good about something like I, I want to like talk to somebody about that and if that's the kind of person you are just make sure that you're that you're doing that I suppose and you know like keep your own head right in these weird times like which you know everyone needs to do you've even started taking up running yeah <laughs> well so I've taken up running now it doesn't mean I'm any good at it and I'm perfectly okay with not being good at it um, because I'm getting a sense of achievement out of it. Now, I haven't been on any runs this week. I may or may not go this evening. Um, but my 5k time is nothing to be like envious of. I think I did 5k the last time in 29 and a half minutes. Don't get me wrong, I was absolutely thrilled. Like, I was really happy with that because it was a minute faster than my previous time. But I was getting a sense of achievement out of finishing the 5k. So you know obviously when I'm in, I didn't enjoy I didn't enjoy doing it my lungs were hurting my heart was hurting I was like why do people do this like this is not fun whatsoever but like you said when you calm down you get that sense of achievement and it's something different to focus on you know other than you know oh my hamstrings look great it's like well my hamstrings allowed me to do this 5k so <laughs> it's funny how you're like your body use can change so quickly um from like from going from safe from competing to running you probably wouldn't have been able to run anything when you were probably competing your body just probably not like i used to do sprints coming into shows and stuff but the purpose was not to be good at sprinting the purpose was to strip that off and yeah i suppose even you know my resting heart rate has come down a lot over the month um i you know i, I was wearing the put the fitbit on kind of at the start of the month and it was more just to remind me to kind of do you know to move like i suppose you know if i said well i want to hit my ten thousand steps you know if i was on eight thousand it was like well get up and go for a quick walk to the shop um and yeah my rest of heart rate has come down loads so that's actually something i was really happy with that's, um, that's really good because i think that is that, that's a really big win yeah i thought so as well because this maybe this sounds mental but my rest and heart rate was at like 73 yeah <laughs> so my resting heart rate is down at like 60 now which i think is good for me <laughs> 73 wow okay uh I'm, yeah. go, I'm going through numbers in my head i'm like mm. uh yeah but yeah because like okay to put that into comparison so like the likes of the tour de france cyclists uh i think it's cavendish or one of the other guys he's probably at like 32 but he's a freak uh, he's the other fitness extreme, but then like for no- normal range, it's probably like seventy or eighty. So like it's she, Katie's in normal range; she's not going to die. But it's just like it, it to kind of have it gone down that much in short in short, such a short space of time is pretty pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty uh pretty good. Um, so yeah, those heart rates, heart rate monitors are good for that sort of stuff. It's funny when you're like when you're asleep and you leave on your heart rate monitor. Uh, so what I used to do. When I used to have to go to the hospital to get checked up after getting sick, I my heart rate monitor my heart rate would be at like say forty seven to fifty one, but if it went if it goes below fifty, it sets off the alarm on the for at the nurses station. 
So if it was at the 50, I could see it on the monitor and then I just calmed down the breathing and then the girl, the, the nurses would freak out just to make a game out of yourself. Small little wins. Um, but in relation to any advice for anyone kind of starting out on a fitness journey, I know this may not be like, may not be very relevant to someone right now or yeah there are a lot of people starting out fitness journeys because now they kind of could see the 10th of august as as d-day to get into the best shape of their life for coppers um i would um say not to try and you know throw the whole kitchen sink at it at once like small small efforts daily you know, you don't need to turn around and be like, I need to go to the gym for two hours, then I need to do a run for an hour, and then I need to go home and eat broccoli and, you know, chicken out of a tub. You need to kind of figure out what works for you. If you can if you can make it to the gym once a week, twice a week, three times a week, if you can do a home workout, if you can go just even if, if you do nothing and you start going out for a walk or you make it your business to drink a little bit more water daily, you know, or to make a, one better food choice in the day. You know, start small and kind of work from there. Make the smaller things habits first and then build on it. Um, because it's not going to be sustainable if you just decide, right, now I'm a fitness guru, off I go. And because you're not going to stick to it and that's just it. And, you know, how long have I been training? And there's days that I've no interest in eating a vegetable. Like, there's days I've no interest in doing a workout and it would just be to start small and if you feel like you're totally lost with what you're doing to go to somebody who's reputable and who knows what they're talking about um you know the last thing you want to do is to say well i want to lose weight so i'm not going to eat any food today and tomorrow and i might have an apple on thursday you know you want to you want to keep yourself healthy as well because you know at the end of the day if you are unhealthy now you can't do any training now you can't do any exercise you know so i think people need to remember that especially now you know in these times i think it's obvious that you know health is what's important and you want to keep yourself right um and if you can do your exercise and all that along with it that's great but don't go to extremes because there is no need like no i think yeah i think what you've said there is absolutely bang on i think even if you try to start small and say right i'm going to put my gym gear on or at the way before you go to sleep put your gym gear at the end of your bed or put it onto the chair that you normally go to reach to for your dressing gown or something and try to get into your gym gear because that will be the trigger that could be the trigger in your head saying right i'm actually going to go for a walk going to bring the dog for a walk or else i'm going to do some sort of hit style training or do a little bit of a circuit downstairs or whatever it be and that could be that little small win that you get each day and if you celebrate the small wins the the bigger wins the big win at the end after kind of 12 weeks or whatever it is after kind of so-called transformation or whatever it may be and it may not even be 12 weeks depends on where what stage you're at and there's you don't have to put a timeline on it like fat, fat loss isn't spectacular fat loss is it isn't it's, it's a journey more than one of these things that like so like social media is, it does this as well like don't get me wrong i put up transformations on my of my clients and stuff like that but the people who are looking at those at those transformations aren't necessarily seeing what changes and little tweaks that person has made to their life that person could go for uh, could have as you said gone to couch to 5k they could that could have been their goal they could have as you said 
didn't like vegetables which is a big thing that's coming across on social media at the minute which is people hate vegetables um particularly kids kids hate vegetables which i'm finding a lot how to get kids to eat more vegetables is a is a task on itself um but it is kind of trying to tweak little things that will work for you because if you don't make it work for you and don't make it around you and centralize around you and try to live someone else's race or run someone else's race it's gonna fall on its head and you're gonna get pissed off you're gonna throw in the towel and you you could end up being in a worse situation and as you said you have your health now you may as well use it because you don't know when like it, has to, it has to fit in with your life like do you know i know myself at one point fitness was my whole life and that's not what i want for myself now do you know i'm happy to do my bit of fitness feel good feel healthy but also say you know progress in my career uh, be happy in my relationships you know with people around me do you know travel like it has to fit in and you know there's no point in it taking away from your life either it kind of has to add to your life so you know you, you need to find what works for you I guess and you know it doesn't have to be weight training you know if that's 5k if it's yoga if it's boxing running cycling whatever it is that you know works for you that's that's where to start like what are you interested in yeah, I think, and, and and what you could also do is, as you've said, is you you've kind of mentioned kind of like your your social circle, um, and even when you were on your your kind of competing circuit, you would have had like some like Amanda from Recalibrated Bodies or Siobhan, or you would have had Phoebe, who's also been on the podcast, and you you have the dogs as well now, but it's. <laughs> It's so important to have a social circle. So, so important to have this inner circle because I think if you're going too far or you're you're kind of, you sometimes need someone to give you that little kick saying potentially this isn't the right thing for you. But then there's also the fine line of they don't understand what's going on. But you are lucky enough to have the likes of Amanda who's going through the same thing as yourself, competing, Siobhan's competed, Phoebe's competed. Uh, Freddie, I don't think has competed yet, but there's hope. There's hope. But I um, I met so many great people through bodybuilding, and like girls that I that I still speak to every day. And you know, when you're competing, they are your kind of your support structure because they understand where you're at. But what I found important was to also keep your friends that are not in that circle. You know, you also need people to be like hi you're being absolutely mental you know you need to come back down to earth here and rejoin real life um so it's definitely your social circle is important because you want people around you and you'll see this like quote on instagram you want people around you who clap when you win you know you want people who are supportive of, of what you want to do and who are happy for you and you know the likes of amanda and all they are those people um but it's not just in terms of, you know, your fitness goals. That needs to be whether, you know, your career goals or any other goals that you might have. You want people around you who are going to push you. And, you know, I suppose, like, you know, I definitely want people around me who are going to be like, you're able for more than that. You know, you're, you know, you should go for that job promotion. You know, you should go for whatever it is. You know, you should go on that trip. You want people who are going to force you to better yourself. Like, you know, I know myself that I want people around me that I look up to and that they make me want to do better for myself. Yeah. And I mean, that's what you need. 
It is. And, I, and what you've said there is it is important to have those around you that aren't particularly in those industry or niche that your fitness or into the fitness around you because they're the ones I'm so lucky I have like three or four mates that if I if they feel that I'm getting too kind of delved into work or when I was doing the shoot they'd be like well she come on you like kind of need to like cop the fuck on and kind of like stop doing this because you're going to drive yourself insane you're being too harsh on yourself which was something that we've spoken about and it's funny when you have these ideologies in your head your own head you're like no one else is going through this but that was one of the first things that we kind of spoke about when we first went when we first started having the zoom today was we're we we can both be like too hard on ourselves for certain aspects and we don't necessarily take the time to appreciate what we've done or what you've achieved it's I'm mad. Gonna be so hard uh, you know i know myself that i can be like you're not in good enough shape you know you're not doing well enough in work you're you know all of these things you're not you haven't gone away enough you know obviously we can't go anywhere now but um you can be very hard on yourself and you forget to kind of maybe give yourself a clap on the back for where you know where you actually are at and think oh you know maybe I may you know maybe I am doing okay like you know and it is it is difficult like I said again it kind of comes back to you're comparing yourself sometimes and you don't it's not until someone says to you here listen like you actually are you know after doing well for yourself here you know whether that's fitness wise or career wise or you know just that you're happy with the social circle that you have around you so you do just sometimes need to take a step back and kind of get your own head right and be like everything's good like it is it is mad and i think the only like i have i have a whiteboard behind me with kind of like say three or four goals for the year and then i break it down each month or each week i'm a little bit ocd like that but i would be hard on myself if i didn't get one of those each week it's mad but then you're like look what you've achieved those three massive goals and then you're like you're concentrating on the negative it's it's no, mad no. where the, me- the the head goes it goes automatically towards the negative rather than focus on the th- three positives that you've hit yeah so I currently look, look currently I haven't got any goals written down but last year I had a list that I had um, put together just in a little notebook and there was I think there was one maybe fitness or physique goal on it there was one work-related goal and there was one travel-related goal and it was a nice feeling to be able to look back and be like you did those things so it's definitely a good thing to write them down it does kind of keep your head focused and maybe look at something like I, I wrote down I think it was 10 points I sent it to, I remember sending it to my sister and what I had put them down was feel good points so they were really small things like drink three liters of water every day you know hit your 10k small things but there were things that I'd kind of nearly forgotten about and I was like I need to go back to basics here and just you know small steps yeah I think what I've tried to get the girls to do the the clients to do each week when they're doing the check-ins they have a tab to fill in saying what's the kind of the two or three things they want to win each week and then that helps that holds them accountable for that week and more often than not it's something as simple as you said which is getting the two or three liters of water in a day getting those 10,000 steps in a day but what I'm finding now is it's more sometimes they're even more personal saying right it's ring someone that I haven't spoken to in like two or three months and I think I they're the small they're the small little wins but they're like when I when I first read it's like it's, it's they're coming up more often now than ever and you're like that is something that a lot of us have probably neglected is that there's probably people 
out there that probably need a phone call and the reason why we weren't making those phone calls is because we we're so-called too busy they just yeah. weren't a priority so that too busy thing in my head is like that's bollocks it's just not a priority you know absolutely like you know i actually said oh my brother i said this to my brother uh yesterday or whatever day i was like oh i haven't been doing any workouts i'm too busy and he was like he actually turned around to me and he was like there's 24 hours of the day you just haven't made it a priority and i was like you're actually right i haven't made it a priority it is and it is like i try to like i know that i don't want to work the kind of like the nine to five that i used to work i know that if i wake up early i'd say if i'm at my desk for like eight o'clock in the morning and I'll be proud to be finished like three or four, or if I can push it back to like lunchtime or whatever, and get kind of like those three tasks done in that day, I have a sense of achievement and I can do whatever I want for the rest of the day. But if the, it goes over a little bit, I kind of get a little bit like ticked off a little bit, but that's me being hard on myself again. But it is, it's so, so important to, to, to make sure that you try to plan out your day. I'm not saying be army regimented saying do this at 0800. It is, as you say, try to make it a priority like you'll feel so much better after doing exercise i i i cannot say this enough and i i know you're kind of, people are kind of be like oh yeah, you work in the fitness industry i'm like yeah but i didn't used to work in the fitness industry and from being one of these people that used to be sitting at a desk on phone calls all day and then living for the weekends which started on wednesday most of the time and then feeling like shit and then you're like you're just going in that vicious circle it takes you until tuesday to kind of recover and then you're back at it on wednesday like that's not like that's not a life i know we can have fun and stuff like that but if you can feel better about yourself in any way i think it's better to prioritize that than trying to head off to like yeah, i don't know get pissed all the time but that's me preaching but that's that's my stance on that people like need to not be so hard on themselves either because like you know it's all well and good having the goal lists and I do that and but there's other times that it you know it, it is fine to just sit on the couch and relax and hang out with your person whoever that person is and just literally do nothing you know as long as kind of you can switch back and kind of be like right well now I'm going to do some exercise today now I'm going to you know work on whatever goal it is whether I'm going to do you know a good work week this week but like just not to be it's just something that I don't want to be as critical on myself as I have been in the past I don't want to be that person you know I don't want to be thinking you can't eat this or you can't do that and I haven't been doing that recently um you know you just want to be happy in what you're doing and you know feel healthy and all that kind of thing don't be too hard on yourself there's really no reason nobody else is looking at you thinking oh you're not in great shape you know that kind of way or you're not doing this that and the other i think people think that people think about them more than what they really do yeah and i, I think i spoke with this with someone yesterday the day before and it's funny when someone says a comment about you that person who has said the comment will never think of that comment again they think that's just a passive comment but it's it's irked you it's annoyed you and potentially you need to realize why has it irked you or why has that resonate with you it's it's one of those things like if say if someone called me bald it used to annoy me but now it doesn't i'm like yeah i'm bald fact like that's just fact but it's just it, that's just life um but if if someone else had said something about someone else uh like that they could do a little losing a little bit of weight and that that's hard that's horrible thing to hear um but that person needs to kind of look and say, why has that irked me or why has that annoyed me or why has that 
person trying to tell me to look a certain way annoyed me is that something that you're not comfortable with yourself or is that something that is stemming from somewhere else is that social media which we've talked about already or is that from because i know what i've recently realized in the last kind of since lockdown is that most people's insecurities are actually coming from their parents so like if your parents have this is a diff, this could be a full podcast but if if you say if one of your parents has struggled to lose weight they could put those insecurities or put those kind of harsh words or that use that harsh vocabulary on you and then that kind of gives you the whole thing that that you could be struggling with weight i know that is so popular out there at the minute and it's it's mad how many people are realizing that now because the amount of messages i'm getting through dm or through other people that that's where kind of like some of this because people are thinking more now yeah that's very true <laughs> uh, like I don't have like the, the thing with the parents like I feel that's that wouldn't be my experience or whatever god my parents were so super supportive like of even the mental support that is bodybuilding but um, I can definitely see how you know people in your close circle can influence how you feel about yourself definitely um you know and it probably has happened in the past where someone might make a comment um i remember when i was competing a comment was made oh do you not think like your quads are a bit big and i remember at the time i was like well they suit my current needs which are bodybuilding and i want to compete in bodybuilding but it was still something then that i was conscious about even though i was being celebrated if you want to put it that way in the bodybuilding community for it you know it was something that I was then conscious of, like, and it, it's funny that even though you might, people might think you're in the best shape of your life, that you're now very conscious of what you look like because you have people on social media going, well, you're masculine now because you have these, like, big shoulders or, you know, these big hamstrings or whatever it is. Um, or people being like, oh, well, you've ruined yourself gaining all this muscle. And they might, they might be people that they wouldn't even say hello to you in the street. And now you're letting that comment bother you like when you really shouldn't like it should be how you feel about yourself and you know like I said now you know I don't look that way and maybe some people are saying well you looked better when you were in your competing body but I'm kind of well I'm happier in this body so that's what matters it's it's so funny that we're so quick to pass off comments on other people when potentially there's something that's inside that we need to address ourselves and like I know from like reading the likes of the book sapiens and stuff like that that our first point of call when we see someone else is to gossip. That's literally from the prehistoric era. That is what life or what conversation has been. But it is that people kind of sometimes vent their own insecurities or vent their own views or issues themselves onto someone else. And I think that it, it it's, I think it's a lot more people are doing something about it. I think a lot more people are, I don't like the call out culture on social media. I actually, no. I hate the subcollect social media. Um, and I know the big one that was happening last week. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is. Last week was the whole Adele picture. Like she was trying to support the, the NHS. And then everyone was like commenting on her weight loss, commenting that it was too drastic. She shouldn't be on this diet, X, Y, and Z. And you're just no, like... Kind of keep it to yourself. Like, you know, there's really no need. If someone is happy with what they're doing, just let them do it and look I wouldn't I'm, I'm not into the whole if someone made a negative comment about me on social media and it does happen the odd times you know on a picture someone will leave a nasty comment 
I just delete it now at this point because I would have been someone who may have used to kind of retaliate and you know like write a comment back but now I just oh, haven't got the time for that just delete it and if it's somebody you know who you're close to you know a friend a family member if you've an issue with something that they that they have to say to you just have a conversation about it be an adult you know bring it up say it have the conversation and just get over it and move on like yeah. there's really no kind of dwelling on these things it's just not where I want to be like you know not what I want to be doing like yeah, I think the main thing is just don't be a keyboard warrior and don't like just don't be a cock really. Um, <laughs> um in relation, like if you look at Katie's Instagram, it's dogs and it's travels. Um, where is going to be the first place you're going to go to when this is all over? I know we we're talking about this. I don't know. So I was meant to be in South Africa in March and then I was meant to be in Abu Dhabi in June. So obviously neither of those things have happened, but I'm actually not like, oh, I don't, there's no word that I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm going there straight away. Um, I just want to get back to normal first and then worry about. What about the fry up? Oh, the fry up. Yeah. Maria's fry. So my, uh, my mom does this iconic fry every Sunday. Like I said, she'll kill me for calling it a fry because nothing is fried. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a family event. It's a social event. You know, five friends, you know, over from wherever, you know, they'll go to Maria's fry. You meet family members, have the chats. And it's small things like that that I, that I just want to get back to first. You know, being able to, you know, meet one of the girls and go out for a coffee, go out for dinner, you know, go on a day trip somewhere, whatever it is. Um, but no, I definitely need to sit down and uh, think about uh, where I want to head off to. So um, travel is definitely one of my um, things that I enjoy. So we shall see. <laughs> I think I think the fry is a kind of a nice way to kind of, kind of sum up what's kind of going on, that it is kind of just getting back to family and kind of getting back to normality first and then kind of going back to kind of the travels after that but I think the biggest thing now is kind of family and friends as we've kind of spoken about a few times um, where can people find you on Instagram if they aren't following you already and what is coming up for you apart from lockdown um, my ha- what is my handle it's <laughs> at Katie Smith XX I actually had to think about that because I never tell anybody what it is um, no there's nothing coming up basically my I suppose where I'm currently at is I just want to keep uh, progressing in my career. I've been doing kind of a few courses, you know, that, that feed into that. So progress in my career, um, maybe get back into doing, you know, a bit more bodybuilding training, but supplement that with the running. It's something that I do want to keep up because it's making me feel good. Um, and generally just be healthy, I suppose. Like I, I want to feel good, you know, I want to feel like my body works as it should work um and you know feel good about where I am career wise relationship wise whatever it is just I just generally want to be happy and not be critical of myself that's that's all it is like that simple I think that's I think that's a really really nice point to kind of end the podcast on is kind of like look after you try to be you and try to be more comfortable in yourself I think that's really what the essence of kind of the chat today is really um absolutely 
you know feel comfortable in yourself whatever that means for you you know looks wise mentally whatever it is if you you know talk to people build good relationships with people you know there's nothing better than you know having really good close friends really good family you know if you have issues with people talk about them get over them move on don't be dwelling on negative things and just you know whatever makes you feel happy do that like and don't be kind of you know worrying i suppose about what other people are thinking or what they're doing I think that's uh, that's that's awesome. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to Katie for coming on. Uh, if you've enjoyed the episode at all, please do tag the two of us up on your stories or pop us a message. No keyboard warriors, please. Um, and t- do pop us a message if you've enjoyed it at all, guys. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on, Katie. Thanks for inviting me.